we are starting a really fun segment of our podcast. We're calling it the Mama Report. So what we want you to do is to report back to us funny and hilarious, inspiring, depressing, and everything (laughs) in between stories (laughs) of your experience with motherhood, wifehood. I mean, all kinds of, we just, we want to have all kinds of stories that you guys send into us. And then we will read your stories on the podcast so that we can all connect with each other, hopefully have some good laughs, maybe shed some tears, (laughs) and just grow this community. So we want you to um, send in a time when your kid embarrassed you. You can go to our website and enter it there um, at themamaretreat.com. There's a section there where you can leave us a message um, or you can email us at hello at themamaretreat.com. Write us your stories. Uh, so yeah, this this first one, we're, we're asking for a time when your kid embarrassed you. So really just lay it all out on the line. You can keep it anonymous or not, <laughs> whatever you're comfortable doing. But um, we just are super excited. We think that this will be a really fun segment of our show. Welcome to the Mama Retreat, a relatable motherhood podcast where we show you how to have more power, love, and a sound mind as a mother. I'm your host, Brittany Miller. And I'm your host, Caitlin Clough. We're best friends in the thick of motherhood together. We hope you enjoy your retreat from motherhood today. Welcome, everyone, back to the Mama Retreat. Today... The lovely, the wonderful <laughs> Brit <laughs> will be our lead for this episode. Um, I'm super excited to hear you talk about this. I know it's something that you're passionate about and something you know a lot about. Mm-hmm. So take it away. Here we go. <laughs> okay, so I hope everyone is doing well. And even if you're not, I'm really glad that you're here listening to this episode. Cause, Amen. Yeah. <laughs> we all have been there in the moment of just really not doing great, but sometimes we're doing awesome. But today I wanted to talk about something that, um, is a little bit, is closer to my heart, like Caitlin said. And, um, so today we're going to talk about, uh, postpartum mental health. So, um, a little bit of background about me. I have been diagnosed with, um, generalized anxiety and with that comes bouts of depression Um, there's mental illness in my family that goes back generations, um, and stuff that we, I really haven't even known about. Like my, my mom's dad passed away a few years ago and we didn't know that he was diagnosed bipolar until after he had died. It like kind of came out Hmm. afterwards. So anyways, yeah, just a lot of things where I'm like, you know what? (laughs) It's okay. Cause it just like runs in my family. And now that I'm discovering more about that, I'm like being able to come to terms with it and accept it more but um just postpartum mental health in general is just something that's important to talk about so I saw this reel once on Instagram that was like is basically like this mom sharing the number one thing you need to prepare for postpartum Mm -hmm. and she like starts to list things like freezer meals and a fancy crib and a swaddle and a sleep schedule and you know buckling your car seat and, like, every time she's, like, pointing to those things, she, like, shaking her head no. So, it's, like... Yeah. So, it's, like, that's not the number one thing you need. That's not the number the one thing you need. And then, at the end, she just says, like, all those things disappear and the words pop up, like, expect changes in your mental health. Yeah. For 
you know, that's like the number one thing you need to do to prepare for postpartum. And I couldn't agree more. (laughs) Um, If someone told me before I had my daughter that I might experience huge changes in my mental health, I maybe would have tried to be more prepared for having a baby. Um, But if you're like me, you already have kids and you might be feeling like you're struggling day to day to keep up and to stay happy and to stay fulfilled and to feel like your life has meaning and purpose. So after I had my first child, I was just finishing up my bachelor's degree. Um, And then the summer came, we moved to Fort Worth, Texas for the summer. So my husband could still pass control and that left me home alone for most of the day with Louise, with my seven-month-old. Well, <laughs> and she was still getting up once or twice a night to feed. And so, like, the stresses of motherhood combined with, like, other outside factors created this, like, storm in my mind that eventually led to a breaking point. And I felt like, during this time, I felt like one half of my brain was just, like, freaking out. Yeah. And, like... I felt like there was no end in sight. But then the other half of my brain was telling me there's nothing wrong and you're overreacting and it's fine. Yeah. And so it was just like this horrible mess of things in my brain that eventually led to me meeting with a therapist for the first time. And then a few months later got getting on an anti-anxiety medication to help manage my thoughts. So that was like almost six years ago. Mm-hmm. So, but since then I've been through this like roller coaster of mental health issues and thankfully I've come out of them. Okay. <laughs> yes. But, um, like I realized during the pandemic after sharing some of my like perspectives and thoughts and concerns about, um, mental health on social media that there's this huge load of women who are really struggling and they're silently struggling and they're like wondering if something's wrong with them. Yeah. I think a lot of first-time moms are... I think it's starting to be talked about more. But even, like, you and I, I didn't ever have anybody talk to me about mm-hmm. mental health. And I think I had heard the words postpartum depression. Never, I had never heard of postpartum anxiety until I met you. Mm-hmm. And so... And then I think even of our mothers, mm-hmm. I'm just like, oh my gosh, they just suffered in literal silence like Mm -hmm. at least we have social media and other things that are kind of breaking the stigma Mm -hmm. but I my heart just breaks for a lot of the women that are in the older generations than us because they freaking struggled yeah and nobody talks about it and it's just really sad it's way sad (laughs) yeah and you're right they just all struggled in silence yeah and for the most part I know that most of us feel alone in the struggles that we have. Just everybody in general. You yeah. feel like you're the only one whose kid acts that way. Or you yeah. feel like you're the only one whose kid wakes up a thousand times a night. Or whatever. Yep. But if this sounds like you, you're not alone. No. <laughs> There's so many women who are in the same boat. And you're going to be okay. Yes. And whatever you feel now, you won't feel forever. And that's like a thing that I have like tried to write on my heart. So that I can get through hard times. So today I wanted to just talk about three different signs that you might see that would be like a, would tell you that you're struggling with your mental health and then what you can do about it. So, um, if you feel like this episode is helpful or if you have any more questions, you can message us or you can email us. We'd be happy to put together another episode to help answer those questions. Yes, absolutely. So sign number one that I came up with and this is like sort of a disclaimer this is 
my personal thoughts and opinions. <laughs> we <laughs> are is, not professionals. <laughs> this is my, my perspective and opinions. If you feel like you're struggling with your mental health, please reach out to a provider as soon as possible. Okay, so sign number one, I would say, would be feeling disconnected from your child. So you've heard the phrase a thousand times, or all these phrases like, it's amazing how much you can love your new baby, or you just feel this instant bond with your baby, or I just took one look at my kid and I just feel so much love for them. And, well, but what do you do if, like, you don't feel this way? Yeah. So, first of all, nothing is wrong with you. It's normal to not feel an immediate attachment to a new baby. But if time goes by and you're unable to develop a deep bond with your baby, it's a sign that you may be suffering from postpartum depression. So yeah, it's not, it's normal to have a new baby and be like, you're a stranger and I don't know you. But there is beautiful things called hormones and things like that that are meant to help us bond with our children. Yeah. Um, but if that doesn't happen, it's just a sign that you may be struggling with postpartum depression. That's all. And then sometimes it's easy to make it past like the newborn months. Not easy, but sometimes you can make it past the newborn months with a bond and love for your baby. But as soon as a new phase of life starts, you might start feeling detached from them. And that also is a sign that you're suffering from a postpartum mood disorder, anxiety, depression, whatever. I think it's important to have this conversation too because... There's probably women out there who are who think, like, I am a terrible person. There is something wrong with me. Mm-hmm. When in reality, like, this is not a character flaw or a personality trait. Right. It's a hormonal imbalance that you right. have no control over. Mm-hmm. And you can, like, get help. Yeah. And it's not because you're a bad person. It's just because, like, our bodies go through this crazy thing. Crazy. And whether you're just genetically predisposed or you're just having a hard time getting back in balance after, like, yeah. producing a human, <laughs> which is a big deal. Yeah. Like, it's not because you're, like, this terrible person. Exactly. That you might be having these type of struggles. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Okay, that leads us to sign number two, um, which is unable to put feelings into words. So... I can remember, like, vivid times when my husband, like, in his best interest, bless him, will ask me, like, <laughs> bless what's, <his> heart. <laughs> what's wrong? <laughs> like, are you okay? What's the matter? And the only thing that I can usually answer with is, I don't know. I don't know. And I can just feel it in my brain right now. <laughs> like, my brain can think of a thousand things that are wrong, like, to answer the question, what's wrong? My brain can think of like a thousand things that are bothering me, but then also can think of like a thousand reasons why those things shouldn't really bother me in the long run or whatever. And it just leads to like overwhelm, self-sabotaging thoughts, and it just like spirals out of control. And then I just can't even put into words how I feel or what's like even bothering me. So for me, this is how I know that I'm starting to struggle mentally and it's really, really frustrating to experience this because you just feel super alone. And it's hard because you want to be able to reach out to somebody and say, hey, this is how I feel and this is how you can help me. But if you don't really know how you feel, yeah, it's just like, it makes you feel super alone. But... And I imagine that you just start to feel like it's all... In your head? In my head. Yeah. And I need to just get over it. Yes. And there's, I mean, there's that like mentality that we have too 
you know, those of us born in the 80s and 90s where we were kind of taught to not express too much emotion, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. So it just kind of is predisposed to us that we're like, we should just be like, let's just get over it. I can just get over it. It'll mm-hmm. be fine. But a lot of times you're like pushing those thoughts and feelings down and it just causes chaos and overwhelm and yeah. whatnot. So I don't know. That's that's what I would say would be like sign number two. And I don't know. Have you ever felt like, like Katie is not, Katie's not like diagnosed with a mental health disorder but we all go through these periods of yeah. ups and downs. So, do you feel like you've been able? Do you feel like you've felt like that before? You've haven't. You've just been like so overwhelmed that you can't. Yes, I definitely feel it's those those days where it's like there's just like overstimulation. Mm-hmm. Like, like the kids have been really loud, and I've been trying to do things, and my mind's just going a million miles a minute, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden you're just like stop, mm-hmm. <laughs> and all of a sudden like. Like, it's the pressure cooker and the top just, like, flies off. Yeah. And then, like, immediately you're just like, oh, my gosh. Whoa, that was, like, really intense. Yeah. I don't know why I had to do it that way or something. But, yeah, I've definitely experienced stuff like that. Because everyone has those moments, I would argue, that everybody has those moments. Mm -hmm. But if you're wondering, okay, is this a normal amount of human nature? (laughs) Yeah. Or is this a perinatal mood disorder? Like, is this something mental health related I would say to be able to tell if it's one or the other if it's impacting your ability to live your life to the the best that you know that it can Mm -hmm. be if it's if it's impacting your happiness if it's impacting your excitement for the day you know everybody I feel like everybody wakes up with some amount of like okay it's a new day or even just neutrality right yeah if you're like dreading every day yes that's not good then I would say that would err on the side of mental health issues. Yeah. So there's a good indicator of how it can be. Sign number three, um, I put intense mood swings, agitation, and rage. This one's just hard for me to talk about because there's a lot of times that I have literally, I've just raged at my children. I don't even know if raged is the right is the right word. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a real word, but I just. I feel like every little thing they do irritates me. They've, like, witnessed my, like, agitation, like, brewing. And then they've seen my, like, super aggravated outbursts. Yeah. And it's just so hard to see on their little faces, you know, them, you know, seeing me in this state. And, like, the guilt that follows those, like, outbursts is just, it's heartbreaking. And I've, like, felt so angry with myself because how I've reacted to certain situations. But as, like, this symptom, and I'm going to call it a symptom because it is. Yes. As rage, the symptom of rage goes unchecked, it can start to feel like your outbursts are a personality flaw rather than a sign of mental illness. Just like you said. You start to just judge yourself and feel like, oh, I'm just a bad mom or I'm a terrible mom because I can't control my anger or whatever. But... If you've reached that point, you're not alone because I've felt the same way. Mm-hmm. And there's somebody that's been there before and she knows how to adjust how you feel. There's other moms out there that have felt like that. You're not a bad mom. You're trying your best. You're probably overstimulated and overworked <laughs> and nobody is appreciating you <laughs> for everything that you're doing. But there's hope and 
it's not going to feel like that forever. Yeah. So rage is a real, real symptom. I just want to say I'm really proud of you (laughs) for being vulnerable. Like, not just to just me, because it's hard to be vulnerable to anybody, but to, like, you've put yourself out there, like, not only to like this podcast and the mama retreat, but also like your own Instagram page. You've been really open and vulnerable and shared your experiences. And I'm just like, so proud of you (laughs) because there's a lot of different ways people could handle the different life situations that they've been given. And I just think it's really cool and awesome that you've taken this hand that you've been dealt and you're trying to like make a difference and an impact for good. Thanks. So, just as your best friend. (laughs) I'm just really proud of you. And I've seen you struggle and, like, I'm going to (laughs) cry. I just want everybody to know that there's someone who loves them. And someone who would do anything for them. Because that's how I feel about you. Yeah. Like, um, there's been times I know I've come over or you've called me or something and I've been able to be there for you. And I know that there's been times when I've struggled, it's been the same way. And so I'm just super grateful for our friendship because yeah. motherhood is really hard. Yeah. And we love those kids so much. And the, you know, it's a huge burden to have these little lives placed in you know, our care and to make sure that we do the best that we can. I know. <laughs> it's like so much pressure. I know. And so there's just so many, I mean, we have to do so much as moms. And so I just know that this is a really important conversation, like I said earlier, that we're having because there's a lot of people that are out there struggling. Yeah. And they're not alone. There's, I mean, I've seen this... Social media is so dumb, but I've seen, like, (laughs) on a reel I watched once. (laughs) (laughs) There's this, you know, mom, like, rocking a baby, and she's just like, there's there's thousands of moms right now alone in a dark room rocking a baby. Mm -hmm. And when you're in that dark room rocking a baby, you just feel like you're the only one. But there's just thousands of moms across the world that are doing that exact same thing at that exact same moment. Yeah. So that's, like, a really beautiful thought. The best is when we were both nursing babies at the same time. And we'd send each other reels in the middle of the night. Like, oh, good, you're awake. I'm awake, too. <laughs> I, know. I know. I know. And it's just, like, it's hard to talk about. Because I never, like, you just don't want to appear like you're weak. Yeah. <laughs> or, you know, just struggling all the time or something. But, I mean, it takes courage to be able to ask somebody for help. But... There's just sometimes where I'm just like, why? Yeah, why was I like dealt this hand? Why yeah. do I have to struggle so much with this? And like, especially when, like, all I wanted to be was a mom growing yeah. up, which is unique because not everybody wants to do that. But I just feel like gypped sometimes because I'm like, all I ever wanted to do was be a mom, and I feel like I suck at it. <laughs> First of all, you don't I, suck at and it. And I know I don't. I know I don't, but but there's just, you know, it's hard to go through, you know, this roller coaster of emotions. And I just tell my husband all the time, because, like, when we were dating and stuff, he was like, we were like, we're going to have eight kids, yeah. and we're just going to have this beautiful family. And, and now I'm like, I'm good with three, and he wants one more, and I'm like... 
I'm just on the fence and all this stuff. And I just feel bad because I'm like, oh, sorry, you didn't get what you bargained for when you got married. But it's just, I mean, it's just life. And we're just going through it day by day. And yeah, I mean, we'll figure it out. But But I think everybody's doing a lot better than they think, too. Like, kids are so resilient. Yeah. And I think, especially if you're listening to this podcast, um, and you feel like you're listening to it because you need help, like you're already on a track. Yeah. That um, is gonna probably be in the long term good, and your your kids will thank you for taking care of your mental health. But yeah. And I guess just the other thing I wanted to say too is, I'm super proud of you for always like reaching out for help. Like, maybe not, I don't know if, like, there's, maybe you could call me or other people in your life more, but you have, like, taken it, you know, you've gone to therapy and you've you've done lots of things to try and, like, deal with it. Like, I know that there are some people who get this message that they can just pray more or they can just go on another walk or something. And, like, sometimes that will help. Yeah. But sometimes you really do need, like, professional help. Mm -hmm. And so... But then it's like, as soon as you get professional help, then all of a sudden the walks start to help and the meditation starts to help and the, you know, but if you don't, if you don't take care of the the bigger issue, then the little band-aids, I mean, I I don't want to call them band-aids because they're really good things, meditation and yoga and Mm -hmm. eating healthy and all those things. Those are so great. But if you don't try to address the root of the problem first, then it's not going to help very much. Yeah, like, I mean, if you have a gaping wound, yeah, a, a Band-Aid might, like, kind of slow the bleeding down, but you might need stitches and maybe an antibiotic. Yeah. And maybe some praying. <laughs> yes. And then, you know, it kind of goes from there. And then you start to be healed. Oh, but I anyways. love it. But yeah, we just wanted to let you know that you're loved and we... Me and Caitlin, we just, we pray for you. We're really grateful for this podcast so we can share these experiences with you and help you know that you're not alone. But, I mean, really, if you have anything that you want to talk about or something that you're going through, let us know. Like, we'd love to chat about it together and get through it together. But hang in there, sister. You've got this. Don't forget to send in your submissions for The Mama Report. You can go to our website at themamaretreat.com, scroll down to find the little comment section, and submit your stories of a time that your child embarrassed you. Thank you for listening to The Mama Retreat podcast. If you have a friend or family member that needs this message, please share. Join the discussion on Instagram at the.mama.retreat. We can't wait to hear from you.